For McDonald's, I am loving Triple M Rocks footy. Uh, for McDonald's, Triple M recalls the 98 AFL Grand Final. It's half-time at the uh, Triple MCG in North Melbourne. Well, they have kicked terribly, 6-15-51, but they lead Adelaide by 24 points. The Crows are 4-3-27. We've got Peter Caven, Darren Jarman, Mark Rusciuto uh, bringing you this game, and uh, we're about to head to... Uh, one of the, uh, well, no question, the uh, greatest players of all time. And on this day, probably not one he's looking forward to uh, remembering. He came across here and played with Adelaide after this. We speak of the one and only, the great Wayne Carey King. Uh, thanks for joining us on Triple M Footy. And we've got Peter Caven here to throw uh, maybe a little question your way. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Yeah, g'day, gentlemen. How are you? How are you? And uh, I reckon it was about this time uh, Peter Caven might have been in there throwing up in the toilet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was given, still a little given, bit nervous, mate. <laughs> given the fact that I'd had 19 shots in the first half. <laughs> he had a sore neck from looking the, after the ball go over his head, uh, Duck, didn't he? he well, he did. He, everyone says he played a good game. If I kicked straight, he would have been worse on. But unfortunately, <laughs> if, you, if you kick poorly, that's what happens. No, it was... A, it was it was a funny feeling for us at halftime, boys, because uh, we went in, but we, I, I, we, there was a flat feeling, and I remember Dennis Pagan actually saying to us, um, and supporters were sort of cheering and stuff like that in the room and saying, you know, well done, and I remember him being very, very angry at halftime. It was quite a negative halftime room, given that we were leading the game. And that was, we were just saying before, Duck, we went into our rooms and we were scared of Blighty. We didn't know what he was going to do, and uh, he took quite a positive approach to the half-time and said, listen, North Melbourne have dominated, but they haven't put you away. You guys are super fit. Just get out there and take the game on. So it's interesting how coaches can have an impact on half-time, both aggressive, intimidating coaches, but uh, Pagan decided to focus on the negative blight on the positive. Yeah, spot on. And, and, and funnily enough, both coaches were coached by the great Ron Barassi, and, and that's the way apparently he went about it. And you know, Dennis was very much like that as a coach. When you were playing well, he was he was very negative. And when and at times when you um, weren't playing so well, he could be ultra positive. And I guess there's nowhere else to go when you when you actually are being beaten. And that's the only thing a coach, as far as Blighty was concerned, there was that was the only approach that he probably could have. I was a little bit surprised by by Dennis's approach, but like I said, I, it wasn't until and it's not until you sort of look back on on this game with a little bit of reflection. I know you boys, uh, well, you'll enjoy the second half anyway. You didn't enjoy the first <laughs> half too much. But, but the fact that, you know, when I look back now, I think that, you know, we, we did play, I think it was seven or eight Friday night games leading in. Um, so that was our first day game. You know, obviously the sun was out. And, and so whether that's an excuse or not, I'm not sure. But um, the better side won on the day, as simple as that. And uh, I, I think about this game more than ever. So thank you very much for giving me a call. <laughs> just, to rem- just to remind me of it again, but um, I won't sleep well tonight, probably. Do you remember at halftime having kicked two goals 11 at that stage? D- did you have that fear that you had blown it? Um, well, no. No, you don't. I-, I think as a player, you never you never think that you've blown it. And just, like the, just like the boys in there, the Crow boys, you know, they're, they're going into the game down thinking that they can win it. Well, clearly we thought we could still run away with it. So you know, it was, it was yeah, it was a, like I said, it was a different feel, but it was a negative, it was a negative feel at halftime, not a really, really positive feel. So 
you know, and, and to be honest, it turned pretty quickly. I mean, the, the dominance from after half time uh, till the end of the game was it was all crows. It was almost like two completely different halves. Um, the difference was the crows kicked goals in the second, and um, we kicked points in the first. Well, Duck, uh, mate, we appreciate your time on Triple M Footy as we uh, relive the '98 Grand Final. We'll enjoy the second half, mate. Thanks for joining us. No, enjoy the second half, and I probably should have a medallion given my kicking. <laughs> you get enough, Duck. Oh, there he is, uh, the King Wayne Carey, joining us on Triple M Footy at halftime. So, 24 points their lead, and Dennis Pagan not happy. No, he wouldn't have been happy. And there, that was, as Duck said, that was the sort of type of bloke he was, and he was coached by uh, Ron Barassi. And uh, anyway, the story's us now, isn't it? Uh, what happened in the second half, and. Uh, uh, John Reid was the, foot, the football manager of the Crows. We loved uh, Johnny Reid, and uh, he was a growly old customer, wasn't he? Uh, Moon, yeah, he always sort of always in there like a little dog, wasn't he? Chipping away at you. It was hard negotiating contract with him. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he really was. He was. He, he was blind as pit bull. He'd be in your face. He'd <laughs> <laughs> set him off there. Go and do that. No, he'd run over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get John Reid on in just a moment. Get his uh, take oh, right. on what happened. Yeah. So he, he can't hear you right now. Um, <laughs> we'll go to him in just a moment. Tell us about Malcolm Blight at halftime. Well, I found him really, really positive, as Bruce said before. Um, I remember him writing up on the board, keep attacking. Um, it's about kicking goals now. And, and he said, you know, if you get the first one and you get the second one, you just never know. You get yep. two goals down with a bit of momentum. And exact, exactly what happened. And in the last couple of games, we'd gone to Sydney in the wet and we'd ran over the top and we flogged mm. them up there. And then the Bulldogs would absolutely caned them. And remember I said before the game, we'd done weeks of running and we were super fit, and Blighty made us feel like supermen at halftime. He'd turned a very, very poor first half into, uh, when we were running out, we thought, we're going to win this bloody yeah, game. We can win this yeah. game. And he said, uh, you're fit enough, but he said, play on at all, all circumstances. As soon as you get the ball, just play on, and someone will be there and take, and take them on. Well, for McDonald's, Triple M recalls the 98 AFL Grand Final, and a man who was very instrumental, he was in the box on game day, the footy operations manager, John Reid, joins us. Uh, Reedy, we're looking back 20 years on since the 98 Grand Final. What are your recollections being in the box that day? Well, the boys <laughs> were just talking about half-time. Um, remember walking over with Malcolm and... He said, we've played pretty poorly, but we're, it's four goals. I mean, it's not, not like we're out of the game. And uh, as I just said, he, he went in, it was all positive. Um, we made a lot of, a lot of changes um, at halftime. I mean, Bickley was in defence, went to the midfield. Uh, Smarty went to half forward from defence. Kane Johnson went from half back onto the ball. Uh, young Brett James uh, went from half forward to defence. Edwards went from the pocket to the wing. Uh, so Malcolm made sort of most of those changes and, and he just seemed to pull them and they all worked. It's a bit of a, uh, I mean, normally you're lucky if you make one change it works. He pulled all of those and they all, all came off, which was a credit to the lads. But I think, as I just said, he uh, had such a positive attitude to it. Um, and the other mob, they, they, you know, you only get so many opportunities in the game, and they had plenty, and they and they didn't make the most of them. And I went back and thought, well, now it's out there. 
Hey, Reedy, you look back at that game uh, and you think of the younger players that really blossomed and really stood up. Tyson Edwards played a great game. Um, Andrew McLeod won the Norm Smith. Kane Johnson plays a super second half. Andrew Eccles, I think, has about 10 touches in this third quarter. Uh, Simon Goodwin has a massive second half. All the younger players of the club, of the side at the moment, not only had big second halves, but went on to have big careers. So I said pre-game, you've got the, the older players like Wren and uh, Smart and, and Jars, but mix them in with some good young talent, and that's what how you get a premiership side. Well, I think you said it, Rue. Um, most of those blokes, say, say Bay Young Eccles, uh, most of those blokes went on to have super, super careers. So there's some real talent there. In fact, more than we probably realised, you know, um, at the time, in fact, you mentioned Young Eccles. He played in the preliminary final the week before that. He played in the reserves in the SNFL. Really, like he had enough confidence of pulling him out of the reserves. He'd been out injured. I can't remember which club it was at. Um, they played him in the reserves, and he had a good game. The reserves matched to know his form's all right. We're going to stick with him, and, and he pulled him straight into that preliminary final team, mm. and then he carried on into the reserves. So, well, I mean, Malcolm was. Uh, I know one thing he did at half time. He went into the toilets and had a smoke, which was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a stand. He, he, uh, and before the game, he didn't set the sprinklers yeah, off. Did he? He, he, he didn't have a smoke, and he, uh, I think that was his that was his think time. I think the nicotine used to just get brain going for him, you know. And, uh, and but but he, you know, people don't realise just how bloody good a coach he was. You know, I mean, um, you know those, those moves and. And to be able to get the lads confident, I mean, they had a, I mean, they, they, they didn't give us a whacking in the first half, but they probably should have if they'd converted. Uh, mm. But, but he, he got them walking back out on the ground, as you said before, believing they could win. So, you know, he, he, he's a very good coach, but I might add, I reckon that was a pretty good group of players because when you add up the careers of, of a lot of those blokes, I mean, you take, <coughs> I thought Rennie and Benny Hart the first half of it, outstanding to keep us in the game um, but when you add up the careers of the guys you know like yourself Rue and Cavo I mean they're big careers they're great careers and uh, Johnson Goodwin McLeod I mean we're not talking about average players we're talking pretty good players yeah, but you never told us that when we tried to renegotiate the contract <laughs> you, you made us feel like no, we're the greatest in the Riverland well, I, I reckon that's a pretty good idea just to bring blokes back to, to, to the ground level occasionally. <laughs> I, I, I still reckon you all got overpaid anyway. Bloody yeah. oh, <laughs> hell, get the violin out. I reckon, really, my brown paper bag had bloody oranges in it. Had <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a honey no, sandwich. That, that was, that was mandarin filled. Reedy, we appreciate your time as we look back on the uh, 98 AFL Grand Final. 20 years on. Sit back, relax, mate. Enjoy the second half. You've had a big impact at this footy club. Thanks for your time. Thanks, boys. See you. Bye. Uh, Johnny Reed, operations manager of the Adelaide. Clubs. I just wonder if any of you know the story about how instrumental was he. Everyone tells us that he went and got blight. Blight had been at Geelong, had had enough of coaching, wasn't going to do it again. And, and I'm led to believe that Reedy was the one that went and got him and said, "Come on, we need you." And then there's two premierships. I mean, how important was John Reed? Johnny Reed was a ripping bloke to be in that role. He was a pit bull, like Cavo said. He was Blighty's right hand man. He would have done all the legwork that Blighty didn't have time to 
do. So when you look back at premiership success, uh, I look back at Blighty, who was the best football coach, the best teacher of football. You had Neil Craig, who was the best preparer of men in terms of fitness. You got John Reid in the football department. You got Bill Sanders as a CEO. You got Bob Hammond, who's a great chairman. And then you've got a ripping football side of older blokes mixed with younger blokes. You don't win premierships by accident. You have to have the perfect on off-field and perfect on-field and a little bit of luck in September. Well, we've got a big second half to come your way. It is uh, Adelaide, it is North Melbourne. We've got Peter Caven, Darren Jarman and Mark Rusciuto looking back at this game 20 years on. For McDonald's, Triple M recalls the 98 AFL Grand Final. So Adelaide have done it. They are back-to-back champions of the AFL. Andrew McLeod, Simon Goodwood in brace. We've got Peter Caven, Darren Jarman and Mark Rusciuto. on the ground. <laughs> Now, Rue, it's your first one, it's your only one. When the siren went, do you remember it? Do you remember the moment? Oh, look, all I remember is being in here and just getting absolutely... Who's the first person you go to? Oh, I can't remember, to be honest. I just remember putting my arms around everyone and I think you just close your eyes and sort of laugh and cry and, uh, you, you know, it just all happens so quickly. You, you do dream about this your whole life and, and uh, finally you've actually won a premiership. So it's... Uh, Amazing we know how hard this is, and in fact to all of you boys, that going back to back just doesn't happen. It might happen this year with Richmond, but we go back to the great Geelong teams, we go back to Brisbane three in a row, Hawthorne, it doesn't happen in this day and age. So it, it was a unique thing, it really was, Kalo. Oh yeah, it was it really was relief. Relief to win it actually. There's so much pressure built up and to be in front with the final sign went. It was just a dream come true. All right, let's go down to the boundary because the players are embracing and they are all chatting to Channel 7. First of all, let's go to Darren Jarman. Charge, you've done it now. Back to back, the hardest in the dirt. Well played. Oh, it's, it's just amazing dip. Uh, the first side since uh, Hawthorne did it uh, in the late 80s. Oh, such a great side. As you see today, I, I think we're close behind it now. A great effort. What a great win. I mean, yeah. a slow start in the yeah. second half. Uh, Everyone thought that uh, you, 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 you lost the game, but you've come back fantastically. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was just amazing. Uh, you know, you hang in there. I, I thought uh, North Wales in, in the second quarter got a lot of points, and uh, we went there at halftime and said, uh, let's go and have a crack. Well done, mate. You're starting to catch up. Well done. Hey! There you go. Darren Jarman with Dipper down on the ground. We talked about it earlier, Jars. Are, are some people made to play in big games, big occasions? And I wonder if it's a myth, but you kick six goals and five goals in two grand finals. You obviously enjoy the big stage. Well, we've got a lot of good ball down, Dits. You know, especially in 97, we got a lot of clean ball. So, um, you know, I was in the right spot. Would I have played... Yeah, you got to make it happen, mate. Yeah, but if, would I have played forward if Mods did his knee in 97 yep. um, he did that in the prelim so the week after I was spent on ball and went forward so who knows I was lucky to be in some good spots and what did he say Dippy you're just about catching up now yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he won he, he, did, he just won his he won five and I, I was on three so. uh, let's head down uh, here's Mark Bickley with Neil Curley Mark uh, that was pretty special uh, yeah, half time, you know, probably a lot of people wouldn't have given us a chance to come back into it. That just the way that uh, we stuck in it, the, the amount of belief in this team is amazing. And, uh, you know, probably a lot of people written us off, but I don't think they'll write us off in a, a long time from now. It's just fantastic. Some great moves by the coach at half time. Oh, we had to. We weren't, we weren't doing anything uh, without him, so uh, we 
had to make some type of move, and a few of them worked out. And um, you know, he was just started in the middle with a big fella. He's just got a heart like the sides of Farlap, and he really got us on our way. Two years as captain, two premierships. Congratulations. Man. Yeah, fantastic. The back-to-back -back captain there, Mark Bickley. Let's go straight down to the man who played in his first premiership, Mark Rusciuto. Mark, last year you missed out, but uh, you finally got one, buddy. Yeah, I'll make up for it this year. It was just a great game today. We've been we've had great second halves all year, and we're, we come from behind again today, and it's just a great effort. What was said at half-time? Oh, we had a lot of players down in the first half, and North Melbourne didn't put us away, so we knew if we got into top gear that we'd, we'd be a chance to run over them, and it's just a credit to everyone. We've played as a team all year, and we've got the results today. That's back-to-back, -back, one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, I think about time we earned some respect from the Victorians, and uh, you know, we've, won, we've had a big year on the road this year, and we're going to keep it going next year. Well played, and congratulations, mate. Thanks, Dimmer. Was that Damien Oliver? <laughs> I've oh, been working my ass off all game. Look at that. Oh, he's, uh, oh, he's a good horse. He's got a heart of gold. He's got, I showed him the whip and he responded. <laughs> and we're going to have a great year next year. <laughs> we didn't win a game. We had the biggest hangover. <laughs> we finished 13. Your balls hadn't dropped then, had they? <laughs> they dropped about a couple of nights after. <laughs> Let's head down. Uh, Neil Curley about to have a chat to the man who tamed the king, Peter Caven. So, Peter, huge job for you today, but you did it well. Oh, unbelievable. I know, uh, I thought we were down at half time there, you know, four goals, five goals. Midfield fantastic after half time. Boys are sensational. And your half back line when Rashido went back there alongside you, that's yeah. different than the right up. Yeah, he was getting tagged early, so we had to do something. So, yeah, really well in the half back line there. Beautiful. When you moved to Adelaide, you, were, you didn't experience, expect this, did you? Uh, but I was hoping, you know, got to put the steps in the place so you can get there and fantastically made it. It's unbelievable. Great day, mate. Enjoy yourself. Oh, there he oh, is, uh, Peter Caven. Cheers. <laughs> There's Johnny Reid and Malcolm Blight. They wouldn't be able to Uncle Buck, believe Terry Moore, as well. yeah, Terry one of the selectors. Looking Bob, Bob back Hammond on this, in the background. Yeah. Robbie Carruthers, our power on fitness coach. And Rue, when when you touched on it earlier in the game, as we look back on the '98 Grand Final, when you said what it takes within the whole club to win a premiership, and now looking at all those people out on the ground, the key players. Um, you know, you spoke about Bob Hammond, uh, John Reid, Malcolm Blight, Billy Neil Craig, uh, Bill Sanders. To have the whole group encapsulated, and I think Darren, you said we're a pretty tight group. At, we were tight. We we used to play hard, and yeah. we'd have a lot of fun as well. And that was because we were allowed to. Blighty never forgot what it was like to be a player. If you had a win, mm. he'd say. Enjoy it, celebrate it, celebrate your successes. Go out and have a few drinks and get home at 12 ish. 12 ish. And that ish, that ish bit after a good win could be several hours. It yeah. didn't matter. As long as you got to training, you trained hard and you played well. That was his rules. If you're not playing well, get back in a bit earlier, pull, up, pull your head in a little bit as Andrew McLeod gets his Norm Smith medal. What an uh, amazing. As long as it was 12 ish or ish. Yeah. <laughs> Had an ish on the end of it. And there, is Bob, there is Bob Hammond and Bill Sanders congratulating Andrew McLeod. Stephen Trigg in the background as the young Johnny media Condon. manager. Johnny Condon. Triggy. Some great club people there, but oh. amazing Andrew McLeod. The look back, two grand finals and you win the Norm Smith both times. That is hard to beat. And you know what? He could have been at Fremantle and we could have had Chris Groom. Oh, that was the trade. Oh, sliding doors. Yeah, exactly right. Gerald Neesham, wasn't it? Gerald Neesham, yeah. yeah. 
And, and the other thing to look back at Andrew McLeod is his body shape. The, the way he looked back in 97 and 98 compared to what, what we compare, the, like the athletic moving McLeod. He, he was carrying a bit more bulk back then. What yes, was that? well, that's why we called him Turtle back yeah. in the old days <laughs> because he used to eat a little bit of too much turtle when he went back home. But uh, he, he come back and he, he got super fit in the years following that. And uh, if you have a look at him today, he's probably still in better shape. Just have a look at Keith Gregg. He just does not want to be here. So he's giving uh, he's giving all the medals and yeah. uh, he gave the Norm Smith as well. But to be fair, he was a North Melbourne superstar, <laughs> <Yes>. a back-to-back <laughs> Brownlow medalist. And uh, yeah, but I think what they've done, I don't know whether this was the last time, but they always had one from each club on standby. Yeah. So if yeah, yeah you get a great from your club if your club wins it now. Yeah, yeah. that was still the VFL, That must then. be the must be the Keith Gregg rule. They worked yeah. out that year, <laughs> but he was so sour they'll mm. never ever do that again. The other point is that we're getting a look at the uh, the players receive their medals. They're staying up there, as oh. opposed to getting the medal and getting Walking straight off, off the yeah. dais. Yeah. Standing up on the dais, uh, getting the medal around your this neck. This is the best was bit. Yeah. Now, who's this other gentleman handing out the medals? Do you remember who that That's is? That's Royce Hart. Royce Hart. Yeah. That is Royce Hart. Yeah. Yep. All right, now just quickly, can I di- digress for a moment? Because uh, I love telling a million different stories, as you know, Rue. But uh, one of the great centre half forwards of all time, although I didn't know who it was, but it is Royce Hart. Yeah. And he went to a function at the Richmond Football Club a couple of years ago, and he went in and they didn't have a name tag for him. Yeah. And the girl said, What's your name? He said, Oh, Royce Hart. And she wrote down Roy, R O Y, and then S A R T, Royce Hart. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, serious. At the Richmond yeah, Football Club, he's, he's a legend there. I oh, know. So, so he had to walk around with Roy on his, on his shirt. Uh, good story. Uh, there's Mark Stevens, a former North Melbourne player, coming across and getting a premiership medallion put around his neck. And when you get one of those, you've got them for life. You're a premiership player. Your medals today, are they something you treasure and keep to look at somewhere or are they in a safe spot or what do they mean to you today? Oh, I think mine are in my undies draw but uh, <laughs> well they do yeah, they are an uh, unbelievable possession that you, 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 when I see them I think oh, it brings back some memories but uh, I haven't got them uh, pinned up on the wall. Tell right? me about the Bond Cove like, you've just had the reunion a couple of weekends ago and everyone came in and you're not going to be best friends with absolutely every single person but it is surely some sort of bond for life. If you were walking down a street in Sydney and you saw Matt Connell or Eccles, who you probably don't see yep. a heck of a lot, it still must be, you look at them and go, my God, we played in a flag together. Oh yeah, and, and the, we took a photo after this game um, when everyone uh, was gone, the 94,000 were gone, the lights were out, back on the oval, and that special moment was, you know, we really were a really close unit um, those couple of years, uh, and yeah, and you still, I'm still running those guys today, and you know, there is that, that, that bond there that you, know, you achieve something really special. And, and I know we're talking about 98 now, but here's Mark Rusciuto just receiving his medal, and and uh, pretty happy with that, Rue, given the big fist of the air. Uh, the story about 97, after you, you won the flag and then went back out onto the ground, and Malcolm Blight, Darren, nearly switched everyone's mind to the next year straight yeah. away. Is that true? What, yeah. what actually happened? Yeah, no, it was just the players. Uh, we went out there in our suits and our medals, and he said, just save this moment and, and you know, suck it in and, and try and get back here next year for the guys that have missed out. Yeah. So um, it doesn't last. It's a special long. moment. No. I've got a photo at home of it. It's uh, one of my favourite photos. But having the fun after you win, it doesn't last for long. No. You, you celebrate and you have a great. The month afterwards is absolutely awesome, and you, you know, you can't do a thing wrong, or you can do a thing wrong. But you, you're out there having a lot of fun, meeting people, having a few drinks, sharing it with your supporters, and uh, it's it's a great time. And then you're back into it again. 
and it wasn't long after this that 99 was a total disaster yeah uh, so you got to enjoy it uh, while you while you do it and you got to enjoy every win along yeah. the way don't you yeah. and that's why Blight he was a great coach he, he made you have fun and made you uh, celebrate your wins and I think a lot of coaches get away from the balance of having fun along the way now can Blight just receiving the uh, Jock McHale medal here's the skipper Mark Bickley and what, what about the, the week after Dits? It was an amazing week in Adelaide. I think the 36ers had won and a few teams had won. And we had the grand final parade, I think, on about Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, there's about 100,000 people there, Dits, and we couldn't find jars anywhere. <laughs> jars, where were you? I was on my front lawn. He was asleep in the rose garden. <laughs> Your alarm didn't go off? No, I, I, my wife wouldn't let me in for <laughs> I, I, I'd have just got home from the game. <laughs> so I needed a bit of a change. Yeah. I was on oh, the nose a bit. So. It's where you got to be quick. you got to say to the wife, well, you know, I had to ice after the game. Yeah. So, you know, and, then, and then we had team meeting and then, you know, cool she, down. And yeah. She was pretty smart. She's the only ice you need in the, in the esky. <laughs> you probably, I mean, you probably would be aware, but at this stage, Adelaide was going absolutely bananas. Well, we didn't. We never got a night in Adelaide after the grand final. We stayed in Melbourne. We went to the tennis centre. David Hooks, MC, yeah. the, the function there, and yeah. and that was a great night. But if you could only fly back straight afterwards and be in Adelaide, it no. would have been probably better, wouldn't it? Yeah. To be well, honest, well, like the Tigers last year going to Punt Road, they just walked down the street. Yeah, you know, exactly. Going off, you know. Yeah, well, a man who was so important as we've just relived his second half. In fact, oh. probably all four quarters. But what this fella did in the second half, mm. just to ignite everything out of the middle and win every tap. And and you said it, Rue. He would belt the ball so that you could all run onto it. It wasn't always about tapping it straight down, but he gave you momentum out of the middle. And we're talking about a bloke who I think just changed rucking forever. Sean Wren, Rennie, welcome. Hey guys, how you going? Yeah, hey, Josh. Hey, Rennie. Hey, Rennie. You played a great game in the 98 grand final, big puss. Uh, rough first half, Rude. Probably got on top of Capuana in the second half, yeah, but everybody yeah. did. I think we all just um, we all found another, another gear, I reckon. Last half, fantastic what, day. What happened at the hairdressers that week? What did the hairdressers <laughs> do? <laughs> well... Uh, funny story, I had a, um, I used to go to the same barber and um, he, he hopped into my hair with a number two and uh, and I stopped him, he, he'd already got stuck into it and um, it was too late and they turned him back so... Uh, but he kept the fringe? I, he, kept, he kept the little fringe, I didn't have much hair at the back and I, I could see my scout through it so yeah, I was pretty upset, I was pretty disappointed, he, he, he got a bit jittery, he got, he, his hair started shaking after that happened anyway. Well, major aerodynamic. <laughs> Rennie, with you are the most passionate bloke I've ever played football with. Why, why were you like that? Is that just the way you were born, or, or why were you so, you know, just so competitive out in the footy field? Um, I don't know, Rue. I, I, I tend to think that it was um, uh, that the team environment that um, that football sort of changed you, and um, it gave you that opportunity to delve a bit deeper into why you exist and what you really want in life and all that sort of thing because you can put it put it all on the line each week and um, having uh, an audience or, or people around to try and influence um, was was a great feeling. I really enjoyed that. Um, so, um, yeah, that was... It, it, 
sort of brought that out of me. Football brought it out of me, and I suppose the hardest thing about retirement is finding something else in your life that's going to, um, you know, be able to, uh, you know, satisfy that that passion um, on a weekly basis, which is what footy did um, for me. Yeah, it was um, pretty special. Well, I wasn't the only one, but it, I mean, trainings for me were the the you know the best part of football. Um, the game day was great, but um, getting out there and actually trying to get everything right and getting the mood right and, and wanting everybody to give their best at training was something I really uh, enjoyed and um, I got a lot out of. Yeah, Puss, just said it before, you changed the game a bit with your ruck, rucking style. One thing I used to love about you is kick a ball. For a ruckman, you could kick a ball. And I just want to thank you for the two lace-outs you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jazz, it's funny. I, I did hit you a couple of times. Mm. Um, but you actually missed those goals. I, I can't remember. Um, oh, I got one of them for you, the first one. You got one. I yeah. can't, well, I reckon maybe last year I hit you with one. and, and so I, didn't, I, I can't ever remember. Well, to be honest, when the goals were kicked, I was always running back to the middle because yeah. I was always focused on the next. And, and uh, it's a bit, little bit different these days where everyone runs up and um, it's high fives everywhere. We, yeah. we tended to, to do what we did and then, and then get back into the middle. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I guess I, I, I was a pretty slow wingman when I was a kid uh, and, um, uh, you know so you had to develop skill and, yeah. and I think that also because I was so slow and, and Harry Madden was quicker than me Harry uh, Madden? Every, everyone knows that because I chased him and I couldn't catch him at Waverley. So, was that at Waverley? it was mate yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's impressive I saw um, the big fella Gorn from Melbourne chase uh, two guys running to goal uh, last weekend, and he he uh, he was chasing like quick guys, and he was uh, you know gaining and, and not losing anything. I wouldn't have been anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah. Rennie, I know this is no glowing endorsement that I think you're the best ruckman in in our lifetime, but but it's just a personal Jeez. opinion. But but what I what I said to the boys earlier is that I thought you changed rucking in that um, you not only won the taps, but when the ball hit the ground, you were the first ruckman I ever saw that then dived in after it like a over and I'd never seen a ruckman do that I don't think any of us had ever seen that and you did change the way people ruck because now ruckmen do everything all over the ground they don't just take the tap they try and do everything and I, I thought you revolutionized that now was that something that was coached into you or were you, mm. you just had this natural hungry instinct to always want to get the ball um look my dad was a pretty good footballer and and uh from what I understand he, he played a bit similar um and um I don't know I, I guess I played most of my journey footy as a follower um, but not, certainly not a ruckman. I didn't grow till very late so um, I don't know, just wanted the ball, I, I just played the ball yep. uh, one of the interesting things I always used to talk to you know, when you're coaching ruckman is that you're going to to get your hand on the footy you're going to cop a few corkies and, and because to, to be stretched at your highest point you're actually going to expose yourself whereas a lot of ruckman these days will if number one is to protect themselves with a the knee, whereas if you're really reaching the ball at its highest point, your whole body stretches out. Yep. But for me, always thought that even if you copped a knee, you'd never let your opposition know about it. But if you got your hand on the ball, that um, uh, that that was the biggest um, you know win. Like so, if you actually got your hand on the footy in the ruck, then that eventually the, the other opposition ruckman would have to change something because uh, the coach would come out and say you're not getting a hand on the footy and you've got to change something and um, I don't know getting uh, Blighty used to back me in I remember uh, having a um, Blighty used to be really big and you remember this Jars and Roos uh, about keeping your feet 
and he used to really um, you know take people to task. And I remember he, he took I can't remember who he took to task about always falling on the ground, but he said there's only one bloke in this club that's allowed to get off his feet, and, and that was me. And I'd never <laughs> I, he'd never spoken to me about that because the only way I could ever win a football in place was to actually get on my knees and be able to um, win it and then and then handle out quickly. So I don't know. It's just it was just something I did, and um, uh, the the whole enjoyment of football, of football is just to get your hand on the macker. And um, you know, if you're if you're not getting your hand on the ball, I don't know how you can enjoy the game. Spot yeah. on. Well said. Great way to finish, Rennie. We've enjoyed watching it again here this afternoon. It was a great day. You had a wonderful game, and thanks so much for sharing it with us. Can I just share you one extra yep, thing? Right, okay, and I, obviously Goody's going to go in as a coach, play coaching in finals. I, I had a giggle, and I know Rue and I spoke about this uh, just <laughs> last weekend, and that is, I remember about five minutes to go, still being super intense, uh, still yelling at everybody because the North had a shot on goal, and looked at Rui and uh, not, uh, sorry, um, Goody, and he and he was laughing, and he and he said to me, Rennie, we've got it. He goes, relax, mate. We've got it. And he was laughing, and, and, that, and that that was, you know, that that finality when you really realise yeah. that you've you've got it in the bag. It was a it was a great moment. Yep, great stuff. Well, well Puss, get on you ready. Get on you, Puss. No there is uh, Sean Red who pulled out a ripping second half of footy, as did, uh, he's right, as did most of his teammates, no doubt about it, to take out the uh, 98 flag as we relive it for McDonald's. Triple M recalls the 98 AFL grand final. We briefly touched on post-game, um, you know, what was happening in Adelaide, but what about when you returned home, went to Waverley? What, what's your thoughts and experiences from there? Well, that was a blur. I just cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going there and it was just absolutely chock It was really hot, wasn't it? Yeah, the Waverley, it was hot and we were all, you know... It was uh, backing up from another big night. You well, know, you're a bit dusty. Yeah, yeah we were very dusty, on, very right. banged up, but there was a huge crowd there. Yeah, and, massive crowd. And that's about all I remember, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, just to re-sort re of uh, re-trigger your memory, Rue, we've been able to find some audio. Trev oh. the roadie. Oh, no. He uh, headed down and had a chat with a few of the boys, firstly with Benny Hart. No, it hasn't hit me yet. I, I mean, it'll probably take a couple of days, but, uh, I mean, to do it once is amazing. To do it twice is just something pretty special and it's something we'll, uh, we'll just cherish for a while. There's just masses of colour and, uh, and it's all in the, uh, in the colours of the crows. I've got one of the big fellas with me. Shane Allen, how are you, mate? How are you feeling today? Yeah, really good. Uh, you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, really good. Did you have a few quiet gargles last night? Oh, yeah, I haven't had much sleep, but, you know, I'll get over it. How good's this McLeod bloke? Oh, he's unbelievable, isn't he? Two Norm Smiths in a row, no one's ever done it, and, uh, he deserves every accolade he gets. Yeah, it could have been me, except for that knee. <laughs> yeah, I'm fair sure. enough, yeah, same as me. Mike Prosciutto, how you doing? Yeah, good, good. How does it feel? Oh, it's unbelievable, just something that we didn't expect, but, uh, you know, we played well and got the win in the end. Now, listen, mate, uh, you weren't there for the last one, so this one, it just must have been so sweet. Yeah, for Farts and myself, uh, you know, it was just the best thing that could have happened, you know, we thought we might not get another chance to play in the flag, but it's happened the next year, so we're uh, over the moon. And, uh, hey, listen, mate, what do you think of the back line? Back lines, yeah, I didn't mind it when the ball wasn't coming down, and I just kept seeing the ball sail through our goals. I'll stay down there all day when that happened. Uh, mate. Fantastic, and you had a lot of run through there and really changed the game. I thought that second half was sensational. Yeah, Peter Caven and Ben Hart and Nigel Smart and blokes that played terrific games in the back lines and set the whole game up from back there. And then uh, the midfield in McLeod and Rennie and Bix were sensational. And then uh, Jars and Smarty to kick a couple of goals up forward. Root. I'm bloody proud of you. I know the rest of South Australia is too, mate. Thanks for your time and have a great bloody week. Thanks, thanks to everyone out there. Back for us all year and uh, run a mark. <laughs> <laughs> 
I reckon it's time to stop, though, Roo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start again. <laughs> oh, gee. So 20 years on, um, you look back and the reunion a, a couple of weeks ago. H- how was that? And what do you walk away from that, the feelings and the emotion? Time goes so quick. Yeah. Dana. It's 20 years ago. Mm. Um, still remember it like yesterday, but it's amazing, you know, how quick it goes and how tough it is to win another one. You know, obviously the Crows last year, the could have made some history for themselves and unfortunately Richmond got them in the end but 20 years is amazing how quick that went. We talk about how good it feels to be a player but as a, as a player what you you develop a real bond with your supporters don't yeah. you because you see them Crow supporters like Port supporters travel all over Australia they, they, they travel more than any other side in the competition. I agree with we, that. We have yeah. a, a group of supporters thousands of supporters that will go to Perth to Sydney to uh, Tasmania, to the Gold Coast, absolutely everywhere. So what I would love for the Crow supporters out there who are listening today, I'd actually love a premiership for the supporters again because so many of the punters out there, the 50,000 that go every week, the 600,000 Crow supporters that are there every year who spend their money on memberships and travel, I would love them for a premiership for them to give them some joy in their life because 20 years is too long between drinks. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, just a quick one today, just a quick thanks to Channel 7 uh, for being able to supply us with the, the vision and audio that we've been able to enjoy and look back uh, for McDonald's as Triple M has recalled the 98 AFL Grand Final. Also, thanks for the uh, the AFL for allowing us to reminisce on this big day. And boys, seriously, on behalf of Triple M, oh, we've loved this. Oh, yep, this has been no really, really special. And I think what's made it is you three talking us through it. And I'm serious about that. I didn't know about doing this this afternoon, but to listen to you three reminisce and talk about it the way you have and the bond you've got, I think it's been really, really special. It's been very enjoyable. Cavo, for all your fun and stupidity. You're a great lad, but you're a bloody good player. To, to watch you again, well done. And you, you had the biggest job on the day to stand Wayne yeah. Carey, and it was unbelievable. So, well done. Well, thanks very much. And that's really, uh, I look back on my career, and obviously two two premierships, uh, who would have thought, just an honest little battler from Heidelberg. No, well done. Uh, left footer, you know, didn't have a lot of ability, but really tried hard. And, and, and really, from Sean Wren, I took a lot of courage of the way he helped dropping back and uh, supporting me there. It was like a, you know, a, uh, an extra pair of hands for me. But uh, he's, he's obviously one of the most competitive people I've ever met, and yeah. uh, he helped me to forge my career. Well done. Thanks for being part of it. Darren Jarman, we've already said it, but for what you did in a prelim final to kick five, you backed it up with six in a grand final, and then you come back the year later and kick five in another grand final. There are special people on this earth that really excel on the big stage, and you are clearly one of them, and it's been great to relive all of those moments. Yeah, um, it's been a good afternoon. It's been enjoyable. Yeah, it has mm. been. and um, Obviously, I didn't realise how how competitive and how well Rennie played that second half, as yeah. I said during the call, but it was good to see um, see that game again and uh, bring back some great memories. As I said before, 20 years is just like it's yesterday. And you reckon we can get home at 12-ish tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you get a lead rose from Sue? Yeah. <laughs> Blighty, won't, uh, Blighty be happy 12-ish, with Blighty. 12-ish, no. Blighty said 12-ish. <laughs> Roo, it's, uh, I'm lucky enough to work with you every day, but again, you are a champion. Don't ever, ever forget that. Uh, and uh, 1998 for you, you were best and fairest, all Australian, and you got to play on a flag, so well done. Well, I'm very, very lucky to play for the Adelaide Football Club. Uh, growing up in South Australia, to play for South Australian side, and to do the state proud was just 
I'm honoured. Yeah. Very lucky. No, good on you, boys. You're all fantastic people, and you're champions in every way, not only at football, but in every way. And I know that sounds cliched, but we all mean it. All South Australians mean it. Now, uh, once again, for McDonald's, Triple M has rocked the 98 grand final this afternoon. Now, you've all sung the club song many, 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 many times. Do you remember this song? We're going to take you out with... It's the Crows again. <laughs> All I remember of Greg Champion, after we'd play in Melbourne, we'd have to go back to the room and Greg Champion had been on the source all day. Yeah. He was half cut and he'd ask yeah. you questions that didn't make much sense. I think he'd yeah. been on the electric spinach or something. <laughs> and uh, it'd have a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, Greg well, Champion, a lot of great is, uh, songs. This is a song by Steve Dunn. And boys, once again, thanks so much. Back again. 